Good morning, it's January 31st, and this is To My Liberal Friends. The Republicans in the White House are still firing back and forth at each other on the issue of raising the debt limit. Democrats in Congress are trying their best to stand with President Biden, but there's a growing sense among them that they will eventually have to come to some negotiated agreement. Back in 2011, then-President Obama was forced to negotiate with Republicans on the same issue. Prior to that, raising the debt limit was a routine affair but more conservative and fiscally concerned group of Republicans demanded that the federal government quit spending without any concern for the deficit. Then Vice President Biden was a pivotal player with his experience in Congress. In an interview, then he blasted any Republican that refused to negotiate. Today, he is the one saying that he will not negotiate. He called Republicans refusing to negotiate then as unreasonable. Will he define himself as unreasonable today? To understand what's going on, we need to look at the the totality of the situation. The federal government, Redeath United States, is now over $31 trillion in debt. We have reached that cap currently in place, and the Treasury Department is taking extraordinary measures to keep paying the bills that they have to pay to keep us out of default on any debts. The House Republicans are demanding that spending cuts be put in place for future spending. And here's where both sides seem to be talking past each other. Akeem Jeffries, a Democratic leader in the House, keep saying that we have to, we've already spent the money, so we have to raise the limit so we can borrow more to pay for what we've spent. Kevin McCarthy, the Republican, makes it clear that he's talking about future spending so that we, we won't approach the debt limit again so quickly. Both sides are trying to score political points with their bases and convince the public they're looking out for their interests. Joe Biden and congressional Democrats immediately go for the ultimate scare tactic. They say Republicans want to cut the Social Security benefits for senior citizens and to slash Medicare so you won't be able to see your doctor. Well, on Sunday, McCarthy appeared on the CBS show Face the Nation, and he want, said he wants to take cuts to Medicare and Social Security off the table in talks with Democrats over the debt ceiling, even though Republicans do want commitments on spending cuts generally. Instead, McCarthy said Republicans were committed to strengthening both Social Security and Medicare. No sooner had he made that statement than you have the White House firing back. And I quote them, for years, congressional Republicans have advocated for slashing earned benefits using Washington code words like strengthen. When their policies would privatize Medicare and Social Security, raise the retirement age, or cut benefits. End quote. And that was from White House spokesman Andy Bates. He said, further, House Republicans refuse to raise revenue from the wealthy, but insist they will strengthen earned benefit programs. End quote. McCarthy came back again with a clear and concise statement that he was adamant that Social Security and Medicare would be off the table in any negotiation over the debt limit. So that puts us at a stalemate. Somebody will have to blink eventually. Republicans have already prepared a backup plan. They put together a proposal for a short-term extension of the debt limit that would carry the federal government through the end of the fiscal year, which ends in September 30. If you read that carefully, it cuts to pieces Akeem Jeffries and other Democratic position that Republicans don't want to pay for what's already been spent. What they want is a commitment to cut future spending, which if you know anything about the Democratic policies and platforms, they're unwilling to do. The latest comeback from Democrats like Chuck Schumer and others is a demand that Republicans show them where they want to make cuts in spending. <clears throat> now, he's adopted this tactic as a political and public relations one. He knows that every spending program in the government has a constituency that benefits from that government largesse. He then goes into a rant about Republicans playing with disaster if they allow the government to default on debts and how it would plunge the country into a spiraling recession. 
And all this brings us right back to where we started. The national debt is off the charts, and as I mentioned last week, the interest on the debt this year, according to the Congressional Budget Office, will be $400 billion. And if we don't make some drastic changes, that interest on the debt could reach $1.2 trillion by the end of the decade. That's just the interest that we have to pay. No goods and services. And if Schumer wants to look at a number that will spiral us into recession, that number should be right in front of him. This week, Speaker McCarthy and President Joe Biden are scheduled to meet. The White House staff keeps saying that the debt limit is not a topic they will discuss, but if you believe that, then I have a bridge to sell you. If the President refuses to discuss the debt limit, then that's a major form of dereliction of duty. It is the major budget issue facing us right now, and it should be discussed, and some, some form of negotiation should be laid out. That negotiation should include an ironclad promise to reduce overall spending in the future and a commitment from McCarthy to raise the debt limit. Finally, I want to touch on some inside baseball. In the negotiations to get the required number of votes to be Speaker of the House, a concession that was made by Kevin McCarthy, he agreed to put three conservatives that had been opposing him on the House Rules Committee. Now, this committee is the ultimate inside baseball committee. Every piece of legislation that comes to the floor has to go through the Rules Committee. And then they pass a rule on how that legislation will be considered on the floor of the House. In the past, Nancy Pelosi has adopted pretty much a closed rule where no amendments can be offered <clears throat> and the legislation will be wide-ranging. Under her leadership, most major bills were written by the House leadership and then presented to the House as a take-it-or-leave-it proposition. Last week, we saw the first action on how the new rules committee and new rules for bills would be considered. The House, under normal procedure, should be considering bills that address single subjects and not 4,000-page bills that covered everything from A to Z. Last week, they had a bill to limit the President's ability to release oil from the SPR. Any member could submit an amendment, and for the first time in seven years, <clears throat> more than 140 amendments were submitted, and 56 of them got votes in the fast-moving marathon floor sessions over two days. That's democracy in action. As one of those conservatives, Chip Roy from Texas, said, quote, we're actually being the people's house, end quote. This has been to my liberal friends. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please hit the subscribe button on either the YouTube channel or Spotify where you're listening. Thank you.